Yeah, thanks for uh, doing a pod last week, guys. Uh, uh, you freaked me out with more uh, Oladipo rumors up top. So. Well, you know, we need to keep me on your toes. <laughs> you were too Yay. comfortable. Right? Uh, if it makes you feel any better, Colson, I've heard uh, absolutely zero rumors that Victor Oladipo is staying. So, <laughs> that makes me feel way better. Thanks. I know. I mean, I'm looking at. So I'm looking. I did a quick search to see if there's anything new that I hadn't seen. Uh, and the quote again that really stands out for me is uh, when he's asked about the rumors. He says, "I don't know where they came from," which means either he's either he didn't start them or he's denying he started them. But it's definitely not a no. <laughs> right. He didn't say, no, I love it here. He said, where did those come from? Yeah, yeah. and he also Who's said... Who's your source? I'm going to hit him in the face. <laughs> he also said over and over again, I'm a pacer, I'm a pacer, which is technically true. It that has nothing right. about what he's going to Factually do. Factually accurate. <laughs> exactly. Um, I've been sort of taking a little straw poll from locals, you know, at the restaurant. I mean, when I run into people, I said, do you think Victor Old Depot's, Victor Old Depot's leaving? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's out of here. Like, nobody wants to stay uh, in Indiana. And I was like, oh, great. We're so pessimistic as a, as a city and state. Nobody likes it here. Maybe that's the plan Indiana has right now with their coronavirus uh, response. Because uh, some places won't let you travel to there if, you, uh, if you've been in Indiana. Like Ohio, uh, the state of Ohio <laughs> and Chicago, both. If you, if you go there, you need to quarantine for, for 14 days before you could... Uh, I mean, I guess... You know, so right now that like the the Bulls couldn't sign him, um, you know. Well, they could sign him and then wait two weeks. It would probably be okay. He'd have to he'd have to get there and wait two weeks. Uh, can, can you docu sign your NBA contract for sixty million dollars? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Good but call. He, yeah, they want to do that introductory press conference. Thing, yeah, you know, where they put yeah. their arm around him and say, "Here's our right. future." Sure. Well, Microsoft Teams has that together mode now. That's what okay, yeah. You know, so we'll just we'll just fix it all in post. You know, we'll use uh, machine learning, and uh, then we got ourselves a draft pick, or a you know, a free free agent signing, and a PR opportunity. This is so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought sort of Indiana's sort of pessimism was going to be sort of like emotionally manipulative, you know, sort of like see if we can guilt him into staying like nobody loves us, Victor. I guess you'll just leave us like everybody else does and see if he'll stay. <laughs> uh, the old communal passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Not quite sure how you do that. Well, Good luck. You can start. I, mean, I think it's, I think it's better than, than trying to get uh, COVID so much that he can't leave the state. <laughs> 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 to each his own goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or we could just, you know, do both and see what happens. <laughs> right. Most cover all the bases. Right. Spaghetti on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch unbelievable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is October 18th, and this is episode 488. Company from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the final of the NBA Finals. Uh, front office changes around the league, and if we've got time, we'll get you an undegoogable. Joining me this week are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, 
from the birthplace of Victor Oladipo. Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to this week, uh, this week to my friends uh, Clenzo and Lauren, who we went to uh, pumpkin picking with today. Super fun to see them. And uh, Clenzo shared with me, uh, he's been uh, brewing his own beer in, in quarantine. That's his activity. So he gave me a nice saison that he's recently brewed, and it is tasty to my palate. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I think the last time I had uh, home-brewed beer like that, I think, Jason, I think you were with me, and I think I turned gray at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I did not heed the warnings. (laughs) Uh, From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Coulson. What is up, Pacer Nation? A uh, couple brief shout-outs uh, to you guys. Thanks for doing a pod last week. Uh, without me, I've noticed that um, the quality of the show goes up when I'm not around. So thank you for that. Um, and shout the, out. And the reason I missed uh, last week uh, is uh, because I was uh, uh, marrying Sean and Shannon, uh, longtime friends of the show, um, who um, I believe I was living with them when we started recording this thing a million years ago. So um, shout-out to them. Uh, married 10 10 20 which i will always remember their anniversary because it is also uh jason's birthday and uh, my grandmother's birthday so shout out shout, shout out. Out. Out, out the way you phrased that it made it sound like you guys were in a polyamorous yeah no i i i've oh, not I ma- ruled that out yet. as i'm as, as, as i married them yeah, yeah. you said yeah. i i married i well i i officiated the wedding <laughs> I facilitated a marriage. Is that is that okay? All right. That sounds dirty, but yep, that still <laughs> sounds pretty polyamorous. I hope you wore gloves, man, uh, uh, and a mask. <laughs> and from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. Just shout out polyamory. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Oh, before we get into the show, we'd like to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to theunabeatables.com slash Amazon. Any shopping you do uh, kicks a small percentage of the sale back to us and it helps support what we do. All right, guys, the uh, the news that, you know, we've been uh, uh, talking about this you know, for the last couple months, but the finals or the the, the playoffs have, or have concluded. The finals are done. The LA Lakers are the champions, taking down the Heat in six games. Uh, that game was was uh, game six was was not close. Uh, I guess it got closer towards the end, but that the, the uh, differential halftime was like thirty something. I don't know. It was it was it was over. And uh, LeBron's got another title. Frank Vogel, I tell you what, man, I saw you know seeing the smile on his face uh, winning the title uh, that made me happy. Um, but they are the bubble champs. Um, Harper, do you think there's going to be an asterisk on this season since it was so freaking weird, or, or is this a legitimate uh, a legitimate title? Uh, I, I certainly hope so, just to troll LeBron after all this. <laughs> does, he get, does he get goat asterisks? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Sure. I mean, 2020 has an asterisk on it. I mean, I, I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, the bubble was super duper fun. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, the Lakers really didn't upset anybody by winning this thing, so right. I, I don't know. It seems weird to ask asterisk them for that. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it was super fun. You know, LeBron and AD get crowned, and we're probably going to have to live with them for a little while out there in LA because the other LA team looks like garbage. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, the the Heat may be on the rise in the East, uh, but. You know, the NBA certainly did a great job of making the best out of a bad situation. It was a lot of fun. 
Well, you better not put that asterisk on there because LeBron James wants his damn respect. He wants his damn respect. You better give it to him. Uh, That's what happens when you have no ego is you just need all the respect. Exactly. You demand respect from people when you have no ego. That's what I've experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, it is is funny. I think that the Lakers were the best team. Um, It would have been interesting to see... um, had the had we been in a normal world and and maybe the bucks got to leverage their home court advantage and made their way to the final i mean that's what the the asterisks would be i guess um it is interesting to me that how the how the narrative has shifted from okay there's going to be an asterisk on this bubble thing because you know there's no road crowds um you know there's no travel everybody gets to rest and be healthy sort of making the case that like it's kind of an easy walk to a title to now this is the most difficult championship that anybody has ever won because they've been in a bubble for three months like, sure and they played every other happen? day yeah for for months on end right right so that's an interesting thing to me i do want to uh, shout out to the 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 heat who uh we, you know we talked about game five last week or whatever in that sort of heroic effort the the back and forth battle between um uh butler and and james in that one um boy did they look gassed in, mm-hmm. in game six though uh at least butler did um and Drogic, um you know basically fighting through what would seem like an immense amount of pain to come back and play and try to help his team out like you know, kudos to them for getting it out. Yeah. And I think you're right, Harper. They're definitely the team on the rise, basically, to keep an eye on in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit shy about saying anything bad about the Heat since, uh, you know, one of their assistants is probably going to be our next coach. So I'll, I'll hold <laughs> off my criticism. Sure. I like, I mean, yeah, as you said, the bubble is a huge success, and I feel like probably the best team won. Um, AD and LeBron are an amazing combo. And, uh, you know, but LeBron is so um, savvy. He kind of knows when to put it into overdrive and when to take advantage of sort of a gap, right? So, I mean, like, we've got a year without Golden State, you know. We're a year before, um, you know, KD and Kyrie Irving doing anything with the Nets. We're, you know, um, it seems like maybe – uh, I mean, clearly the Clippers weren't ready and, uh, you know, the Bucks weren't ready either, you know, and so it's like now let's let's get this title now. Um, I think AD and, and LeBron as a duo, no matter who you surround them with, and this, this title it was a lot of veterans, but almost who you surround them with is going to be a terror in this league for a long time, but they're probably are going to be pressed a lot harder in future titles, uh, title runs, and so, you know, he got his fourth in this window, and I you know, asterisk or not, I, you know, he's got four, the Lakers have 17 now, if you, which I, apparently we count the five from Minneapolis, um, and, um, yeah, kudos to them, it was, it was, you know, like I said, I, I really enjoyed the bubble, um, you know, and as I'm watching baseball and football and all of these, you know, we're shutting down practice because of COVID and all this stuff, you think about uh, what the NBA did, and it was a huge success, so. Yeah, then I, I, that's one thing that I, uh, I found impressive was just how the bubble functioned, you know, whereas, you know, I I mean, I feel like this is the best way to do it. They've had, you know, they finished it with no cases. Uh, You know, there was, there were punishments for people doing stuff and, uh, you know, baseball, you know, baseball's had trouble. Football's been, you know, football's weird too, because they're just, they're just rejuggling all these games and, and, uh, you know, there's Tuesday night football and, and, I don't even know. I ho- I'm I'm hoping those guys can finish and 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 stay healthy. But uh, um, but no, it functioned. It, it did well. Th- you know, if uh, you know, I think we've talked about the the last sort of rumor we had was for next season would maybe maybe be January. Um, but clearly, they can do that again if they need to. It, you know, if if uh, if things aren't better, like they have a path forward. It's already done. They, they already did the legwork. So. Uh, I mean, because I tell you, I tell you right now, like, you know, the Indiana's hitting its state highs. Like, I'm not gonna set foot into 
the field house and uh, if it's anything like this. Uh, but I do love watching basketball, and I'll watch them on TV. I just can't imagine, you know, anytime soon, uh, this this changing. Um, no, I think you're right about that, and it's unlikely that uh, the scheduling conflict that we had with the summer that was forcing the NBA to start quickly is going to exist. So uh, we may see them hold off and give these guys a little bit of a break. So mm-hmm. that right. may improve the quality of basketball next year as well. Even if they do start back in, say, January or February, like how does the NBA work its way back into a normal yeah. calen- NBA calendar? Right? Never. Like, I think you just have to just change everything now. <laughs> you just do maybe just uh, shorten the summer uh, one week or the off season one week, and then after uh, you know a couple you know a couple decades for we'll be back twenty years. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, I mean, they've been talking about maybe the the first game of the year for a while. The first game of the year being Christmas because that's when people start watching. You know, stuff like that. Like it's possible that. They'll just be comfortable moving the the whole calendar down, and they're they're actually looking forward to it. Who knows? Um, oh, you're just staying like that. You're yeah, saying. just less conflict with football. Um, you know, nobody cares about baseball, so just go over their schedule. Right, so they can just own the summer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would actually be clutch, as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. there's not much going on in the summer, and I do not watch baseball or golf. Right. So. Right. And then, you know, hockey gets a bit of a window, too, to, to help their sport out by not, you know, mm-hmm. coinciding with the NBA playoffs. And you'll push right. the WNBA out of business. No, they, just, they could just do winter games. Be fine. Sure. Just move them. I, I, you know, um, right now they're saying the draft is hesitantly November, like, 18th or something like that. And then... Free agency is maybe December 1st. I don't think there's solid dates yet. I was just kind of looking online earlier today. Um, so I don't think – when you look at those dates, I don't think January is on the table. Like I think you're looking at, you know, mid-February at the earliest to start next season, I would think. Well, and I think you're right, Joey. If they want in, – in I think they do want – owners want <clears throat> to be able to have at least some fans in the seats, right, and start – earning gate money and concession money and Mm -hmm. selling merchandise in the, you know, the whatever the Pacers home court gift shop and whatnot. Mm. Uh, And so the longer sort of lead time you give for that, the the more it is. Because even, right, like, you know, from what I'm reading in the news is, you know, if there's a vaccine ready by the end of November or something like that, it's still going to take a long time to distribute and, you know, get the population up to a level of vaccination where or immunity where uh, you feel safe Mm -hmm. putting people back in big crowds can we just give all the vaccines to mcdonald's and every time somebody goes get a cheeseburger you just vaccinate them we get this done in no time that's one option sure (laughs) that's that's my plan okay that no, would no. that would be the American way. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Are you saying like to you know just add a syringe into your Happy Meal, or, or are yeah. you saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. bake it into the Big Mac? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying I swing through to grab my burger, and they just stab me in the arm with the <laughs> vaccine while I'm reaching out for my bag for my Happy Meal, and then just drive off. I guess the the employees at the at McDonald's have not taken the Hippocratic Oath, so they could probably get away with that. <laughs> was, there, was there any other, any other scene, uh, any, any players you were particularly happy to see win or sad that they uh, didn't get, the, get their chance at glory this season? Oh, Miami's so young, and like I don't yeah. like Jimmy Butler. So, and Spolster already has a couple rings. No, I thought this was. Uh, I, I I'm with you, Joe. I loved having Vogel win, um, and we rooted for him for so long. He's such a good guy, um, and he just, you know, he's the the cult of positivity. You know, um, he came in and he preached defense, and LeBron got on board, and they were one of the best defensive teams in the league, and you know. Then you just let 
you know, I mean, if, if LeBron and AD are playing defense at, at full force, like it's, it, that's a hard team to beat. So um, that was one thing I saw some articles after the, after the finals that particularly about that, about, uh, Vogel just basically saying, focusing on defense and, uh, yeah, getting buy-in and call, you know, and you know, one thing with with particularly with LeBron, but you know, any NBA player is, uh, you know, uh, you got egos involved and like, you know, no, not uh, with LeBron, no, no ego. No, According no to ego. LeBron, there were no, 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 no egos other, on this other, team. other, other players, but right. uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, he was he was willing to to call out LeBron when he was making mistakes, which you know, it's it's the right thing to do. But uh, if there's a bad reaction to that, it's going to be bad for the team but uh, you know LeBron took it well and uh, they won the title well apparently the other thing was Anthony Davis came in and the thing that he said his goal was for the year was to be defensive player of the year and that sort of set a tone as well as like all right big fella if that's what you want let's you know you know you're going to need to lead a good team defense to do that right Mm -hmm. the other thing that um, was cool about Vogel um, there was an interview with uh, Jared Dudley on um, Bill Simmons' podcast, and he was talking about how the the really impressive thing about being coached by Vogel was the level of preparation, like how well the opposing team was scouted, how he had a plan for everything all the time, and then also that cult of positivity was just like a great mix. And it makes sense, you know, Vogel, like Spolstra, you know, grew up in the film room, like mm-hmm. his job his way into the NBA. It was just looking at film and breaking it down and identifying mistakes and putting together packages, video packages, basically saying like, here's where we can improve. Here's what this guy's weakness is, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, I was weirdly happy to see Dwight Howard get a ring. I don't know. Okay. All right. He just seemed so happy. Like, you know, (laughs) that was good. And, uh, you know, anytime you get a shirtless J.R. Smith. Yeah, J.R. Smith, I think, yeah. took his shirt off before they even won. He was just ready to go. That was How many time. He played, what, 45 seconds in this series? And sure. Yeah, he was the first guy to touch the trophy. He was so excited. It was great. All in on J.R. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, because championships are the only thing that matters, we now who the, know who the greatest Antetokounmpo is, and that's Costas. First to the hardware. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fair enough. He's going to laud that over his brother, I'm sure. No, no way. <laughs> Never. Have. It's going to be a fun Thanksgiving mm-hmm. day. <laughs> and Christmas. And next right. Christmas. And all the holidays until he can get flag day. Passes the yams ring up. Yeah, man. Well, it was, it was a fun. It was fun. Uh, you know, I, I like you said Really happy to see Vogel, and yeah, seeing the, just seeing the, the the smiles on these guys' faces, like it's been hard for them too. Like uh, it's been just such a big change in their life, and and uh, and yeah, they get to go, you know, back to well, whatever this is. They they get to rejoin us. Um, <laughs> yeah, they get to go to a different bubble now, <laughs> right? Yay! They have to leave Disney back and, in Gen uh, Pop, right? <laughs> <laughs> Now they can get COVID like the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, Joey, it is officially time to uh, crown you as prediction king of the 2020 playoff bubble. Um, yeah. Officially scored 16 points with your prediction. Um, did not pick the Lakers. Or, I'm sorry. You did pick the Lakers to win it all. Pick oh, a sweep. I, th- I thought he picked, picked other. picked a sweep. No, oh, you I picked, picked other. other. I picked other to win to, to come come back right yeah that yeah, did not work. So, um, Joey, you officially end with seventeen. I'm sorry. Um, I did have the give Lakers him his in damn six. respect. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have an ego about this, but give him his damn respect. I finished second with fourteen. Colson at twelve and uh, Jason at ten. So closely contested in the end, uh, but uh, Joey. Walks away with bragging rights for some unknown amount of time, which makes me not, not happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, when we're with him at Thanksgiving, he's going to show his ring as he passes yeah. the game. For the foreseeable future, uh-huh. I will be your king. 
Man, I tell you what, uh, you know, I really wish uh, Vogel could have got his uh, his ring. Uh, I don't know, five years ago. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it would have been nice if we just kept the guy. Yeah, because he clearly learned how to beat uh, Eric Spolstra after all those drummings. Although he just had to steal his best player. Yeah. Also, <laughs> although, yeah, that might have been the, the cheat code, which is I'll just get LeBron, <laughs> just have him switch teams, and then I can win. I feel like it, during the game he. Vogel probably gave like the point to his eyes and to to uh, to Spolstra, and then just pointed over to uh, to LeBron. It's just like checkmate, brother. Yeah, like. <laughs> shit's super easy. Yeah, right. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, you can X and O all day long, mm-hmm. and then but you got LeBron. So yeah. LeBron and AD tough to beat. Boy, yeah. Um, and. and this really does have a chance to be a, a nice sort of, not even second, third half, third part of LeBron's career, um, aging with a, a prime AD, um, just you know leading the league in assists and um, controlling the the flow of a basketball game and letting AD just go crazy. This, yeah, I think this is going to be trouble for the league for a little bit. Yeah, really looking forward to a new Lakers dynasty. Awesome, thanks, LeBron. <laughs> I mean, it's so yeah, it's good for them because that franchise just doesn't get respect. I know so it's, it's tough. True. It's tough it's to be true. a Lakers fan. Yeah, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been five years since they won the title. Man, so, can you imagine? Such a long Jeez. wait. Yeah. Well, they deserve it for sticking with their team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I was uh, thinking about uh, vocal earlier. Um, that reminded me, we don't have a head coach still. Um, Wait, Vogel's not our coach? No, like no, no. Seems like an issue. Yeah. He's he. You know, if you remember correctly, he had had that job for too long, and uh, you know, any amount of success does not matter. You get put in the hot seat if you're your your clock will run out as a coach of the Pacers. You age out uh, after four years, essentially. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, uh, Colson, you you were telling telling me earlier that uh, the coaching search is is not at sixteen anymore, and I assumed it it was uh, up by an order of magnitude. But you're telling me it's down. <laughs> it seems like it's narrowing. Exponential uh, growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it does seem like it's narrowing. Um, there was uh, reports. Uh, recently, I believe uh, from the Ringers, Kevin O'Connor, and then picked up by CBS Sports, um, that uh, Chris Finch, uh, New Orleans Pelicans assistant coach, is considered the front runner for the Pacers job. Um, also, uh, apparently, we were waiting on the um, the end of the bubble so that we could um, interview a couple of Miami Heat assistants in Chris Quinn and Dan Craig. Um, I had heard uh, rumors after uh, the Chris Quinn interview that he was the leading uh, candidate, but apparently uh, Dan Craig really impressed. So who knows? Those are the three names that are out there. Um, It seems like Chauncey Billups is going to go to the Clippers and be an assistant coach there. Uh, It sounds like uh, Jaeger is out um, I, so it seems like maybe these are the three names. Uh, it could be that there are other names. What's been interesting for me as a fan, and we should go into probably who these guys are and what they represent, but what's been interesting for me is sort of the the silence from, from the Pacers organization. Um, they've not rushed into this by any means. They're taking their sweet time for sure. Um, but they're also not talking there's no there's no press conferences there's no like that like i really do feel like maybe they're trying to get their house in order you know all these rumors about miles turner about victor oladipo wanting out um you know it could be they're doing a lot of internal talking with those guys to see if um, a coach might change their mind i'm just really curious about the quiet coming out and and um I'm pleased that they're taking time to find the right coach, but I also wonder if um, this comes from some sort of uh, internal or uh, existential crisis that the organization is going in and they're kind of trying to do it privately. 
I think that's probably overreading the situation, <laughs> projecting uh, upon the franchise a bit. But um, I, fair enough. I, I mean, I guess yeah. A lack of information always leads one to be curious about these things, and you know, if you're uncertain, then you know, as we talked about before, like that's a stressful thing. I think personally that there's no huge rush to get this in order, right? Like, we don't even know when the draft is. When's the draft going to be? A month from now? Right. Like, that's plenty of time to get a coach in. And well, we don't even have a first round draft that. pick, so who cares, right? We gave that right. away to the Bucks. Sure. There you go. Even even less sort of rush or whatever. Although you would want somebody in because I'm sure, you know, draft day is a big dealing day, and if that's true, you know, if we are going to be a player in the trade market, which it seems like given the the rumors going around we are then you want somebody steering the ship i guess at some level my question is uh you know have these three names bubbled to the top because uh they're easy for our 80 year old uh brass to remember you know they're all (laughs) one syllable first and last names sure dan craig chris quinn chris most of the most of all of the names could be used as first names you know, Correct, Chris yeah. Quinn, two first names, Dan Craig, two first names. Maybe they think they're six candidates. Left. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I think what we're hoping is to sort of simulate the success of a five seed going to the finals. Right. And we're just like, let's just pluck off some, some assistance from the team that did that. I mean, it's not just us. I mean, yeah. everybody's interviewing these guys, right? There's a bunch yeah. of teams around the league that have vacancies and also haven't filled them. Right. Which, Right is another reason not to panic about the fact that we haven't. Right, this is just right. the current NBA timetable, um, and you know if you see a team overachieve by that margin, you should interview those guys. You wouldn't be doing yeah. your job if you didn't. Right, right. So, I mean, this is you know going where it should go. Um, I, I I get all that. Uh, I've I've literally never heard of Chris Finch until today. Um, I guess he played some ball in Europe and coached out there for a long time. Uh, actually had Nick Nurse on his staff at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before making his way back to the G League um, and then ultimately as an assistant for the Pelicans and uh, and Rockets. Um, not the most impressive resume in the world, but you know, yeah, clearly he impressed in the interview. So that, that, you know, that counts for something. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're saying that, that he helped sort of structure some of the offenses uh, for the Rockets, for the Denver Nuggets and for the Pelicans, uh, you know, with the DeMarcus cousins and Anthony Davis lineups, um, you know, which if we do hold on to miles Turner um, and Sabonis, then, trying to run two bigs and figure out how to make that work. Um, And, um, yeah, I I guess he's kind of seen as, at least what I'm reading, kind of seen as as an offensive um, mind and visionary, which, you know, you you talk about his connection to Nick Nurse. You're always looking for that next, you know, basketball mind um, and give him the chance. And and it would be so different from sort of the old school Nate McMillan – unimaginative offense and so i mean it's clearly that's what we're interested in and if we can find a diamond in the rough and as an assistant coach that's you know i'll i'll take as long as i'll wait as long as it takes to find the right guy right Mm -hmm. why not just instead of just getting a diamond in the rough why don't just pay for a diamond Mm -hmm. that's always an option we don't have to like is there is there a diamond out there do there you want to do you want to pay Mike D'Antoni a, a billion dollars? Uh, I mean, he's still out there. I mean, here's the thing. So, like, I don't. I'm not in love with that, but uh, I'm concerned about a couple of good players. Uh, there's been rumors that they want to leave. Colson, mm-hmm. you've heard you've heard these. Uh, I, I'm. I actually haven't heard anything. I'm just. I just. La 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 la. <laughs> Earmuffs, then. That's uh, right. No, that's been. Uh, you know, if that's the kind of thing that would help, uh, you know, get, bringing in a big name coach, if that would help uh, keep Oladipo and uh, and Turner uh, interested and engaged, then then I'd I'd be down for it. I think that the thing that NBA players want is a chance at a ring, 
right? And they want to play in a system that maximizes their talents, I guess, at some level. Um, and so I think that, I mean, bringing a big name coach in is is perhaps a step in that direction because that person, D'Antoni, has a track record of success for sure to some degree. But if these other guys come in, like I don't think there's a, a necessarily a a panic to trade Oladipo or Turner. Definitely not Turner. I mean, he's under contract for multiple years, right. but four more years. Uh, even for Oladipo, I don't think there's a, a, a need to panic and trade him before the start of next season. Um, you know, it's a situation where you could let the season play out a little bit. You know, hopefully, whoever we select to be the coach is impressed impresses Oladipo or whatever. And if he doesn't, then you still have until the trade de- deadline of that next year, right, to to make a move. That may, so maybe that's the calculus that they're going for. Sorry, yeah. but Joey, I interrupted. You no, I mean, I, 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 I see your point there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I guess it's it's. I guess my my thought was that um, that those players would sort of be predispo- predisposed to like those guys because they they they've had good results. But sure. I mean, yeah, if they get the, if they it's it, it matters how they enjoy being in Indiana, and if. You know, if it's, you know, Finch, then, you know, whatever. Whatever makes those guys happy, you know, because uh, that's probably going to make them perform the best. So, um, but know. But I think on, on, on some level, I mean, Jason's point is you're not hiring this. You might be hiring this guy to make a Victor Oladipo happy, right? But, like, if you're getting a no-name coach who ideally will maximize Oladipo's um, – you know, enjoyment of the game and ability on the floor that could keep him around. But on some level, that's not a direct link. Like we're not hiring this guy because Victor Oladipo wants him because he's an unknown name, right? So you almost have to wait it out. You have to you have to make the decision you think is best for the team and hope it pans out, as opposed to hiring a guy just to keep Oladipo around, right? No, I, I mean, I guess we don't know the answer to that, right? I mean, right, right, so. and that's the thing: you don't, you won't. Well, we don't even know how much the team's talking to Oladipo. We don't know if the rumors are true. We don't know how honest right. he is about his situation. And, right. you know, mm-hmm. how much can you make a team decision, you know, based upon wanting to keep a guy when he hasn't made his own, you know, needs and wants clear to you as an, organiza- or as an organization, right? So, um, you know, I, I always worry that, you know, in those kind of situations, the team does something and tries to do something to appease those people, but they already had one foot out the door, and it's a right, right? Sure. right? And now you've sort of um, made the situation worse by doing something that maybe isn't in your long-term future uh, to try and you know spare a piece that, that, that you couldn't save to begin with. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's just... Maybe you, maybe you let Frank Vogel go because he decided to play <laughs> a, a certain player at four, and that certain player <laughs> wasn't happy. And, but that certain player left anyway. Exactly. So. These, things, these things happen. So, <laughs> I, hypothetically, hypothetically, totally hypothetically. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you'd like to know what what what's going on in Vic's head, but ultimately, you know, you're right. You do have to do what's what's best for the team, you know. And hopefully, those two things are the same thing. But if they're not, they're not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Team well, team success can change things, but you don't know that going in, right? You don't want to right. make a decision. Solely based on just. I mean, once a guy has demanded a trade from me, like I, I, I don't know. His, his happiness is always going to be dubious to me. Right. If that's right. the thing that happened, which we right. don't know. Right. Right. We don't. Know. I mean, the, right. the other thing that these names, like this whatever shortlist, I guess that we've gotten to now of three names, suggests to me is that the the early talk from the brass of like trying to get a a developmental kind of guy or per, or coach. Somebody that's going to bring in a system and develop a, a culture or whatever of their own is ringing more true to me, I guess, right? Like, if you're going to give somebody their first shot, you're going to let them, I would think, you know, do th- do the things that they want to do. And, and with an eye that those people have been working in roles where they've been developing players and, and helping, pl- working closely with players to mm-hmm. make them better. 
I and guess. some of that too. Some of that too means you got to give them a leash. There's going to be failures and setbacks, and right. you're going to have going to be a lot of those. <laughs> you're going to have to stick with <laughs> right. them through it. Sure. Right, and 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 that's what you know. You almost because of the um, the culture that's been set in this, you know, with this team, you you feel like maybe you also can take a little bit of a risk to let somebody come in because sometimes a, a new guy may bring in a philosophy, but may not be able to run personalities of a team or deal with conflict and stuff. And this team seems to be, this locker room seems to be fairly coherent. Um, Are they? I mean, I don't know. They, they seemed like it until, until it didn't. I don't know. <laughs> uh-huh. I, it's just like, feels yeah. like a pretty big unknown right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, they may uh, like each other, but I don't know. Right. Right. Two, two quick things before we move on here. The first one is, uh, were any of these three people that are, are on the finalists, were any of them on the longer list? Or did I miss those guys? I think Quinn was. Yeah, but one, I don't, at, least, I, at least one, if not both, of the Heat guys were. I don't think Chris Finch Yeah, was. but I don't think Finch was. I think he's a okay. dark horse, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my second point is about Finch is, uh, you know, he's, if, if this is the final list, I'm voting for Finch because uh, he will be the third. Uh, this will be the, the third in a line of... Uh, uh, coaches in Indiana. You've got Bird w- back in the day, mm-hmm. Vogel, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is German mm-hmm. for Bird, and Finch mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a type of bird. Oh, wow! So look I, at your I German knowledge. I don't. I don't get to. That's you know. I took four years of German in high school, and that's the best that's I could do. That's the one word you remember. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh I, no! I didn't even. I didn't even know that. We looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> strong. Strong. Can you tell time in German? A little bit, yeah. I can ask Shapes what time and colors. It is. Yeah, I can ask what time it is. If you if you answer, I may or may not be able to get it. <laughs> but they got apps for that these days, you know. You just sure. I, w- I was. I remember I was uh, in Paris and um, I was leaving my hotel room, and uh, the the maid asked me in French, and I'm not sure what she asked me, but it, as it sort of seeped in my head, she was asking me what my room number was so she could clean it while I was out. And then I had to remember French numbers, and I did it, and it was a huge success. I was very proud. It was the highlight of my trip to Paris. You didn't, like, give her your number or something? (laughs) No. I was like, what's 235 in French? I don't know. I'm just going to hold out for a Chris, because I feel like my odds of being disappointed are the lowest that way. (laughs) That's my plan. Smart smart move. Also, like it's potential if we hire uh, Chris Quinn, that Quinn Buckner and Chris Quinn fall in love and get married, mm. and we get a Quinn Quinn. <laughs> well, unless the names uh, don't get exchanged that way. Shout out Rose I mean, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Could be Chris Chris Buckner. Could be. All right. You, what you, fun you, is that, Joey? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you've been, you've been, you got too much uh, weddings on the mind, Colson. It's a polyamory he's getting into his brain. <laughs> All right. Let's take five and we'll be back. Now, uh, so we've we've solved the Pacers' woes, uh, but there's some other teams that are that are still tumultuous. How, how, how did we do that? Don't uh, I won't be questioned on this. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad it's all settled. Uh, we we were gonna vote for Finch because uh, his we got name a Finch is. or a Quinn or a Craig. Yeah, yeah got it. But and, we're, and we're keeping all our stars, and it's all fine. 
Yeah. Okay. I, go, I guess a vote for Quinn is a vote for love or something like that. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Got me. Love is love, right? Love is love. That's right. Yeah. Um, Colson's favorite team, the Boston Rockets. Uh, there's, there's been a lot going on there. Uh, the GM, Maury, he gone. He gone. He gone. What happened? What happened? This is like the he's like the architect of the, of this, right? Of uh, what it is to be a rocket. Indeed. Also, he cost the owner a bunch of money because he tweeted about freedom in Hong Kong. Sure did. And uh, can't be having that. <laughs> is that really all we got here? I mean. He's a, he had a good run, right? They tried a bunch of things, and they basically never were... They couldn't get over the hump, I guess, right? I mean... I don't know. They never did. Yeah, you're, you're right. They, they, they've, I mean, they got to the conference finals a couple times under his reign, right? But Yeah. No, I mean, he did I his part. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a really <laughs> successful stretch for the Houston Rockets, for sure, since he's been there. Like, um, So he came in during, what, uh, Yao and Tracy McGrady? Um, and you know they they got they made the James Harden trade. He got Dwight Howard for a while. They got um, you know Chris Paul. Like he's been able to. His, you know his theory always has been you need uh, stars, and then and then also let's do this analytics thing, right? It's threes and free throws, and they've embodied that and been very successful. Whether I enjoyed watching them or not, whether I, um, you know. They are one of my least favorite teams to watch uh, in the NBA, but you can't deny that they were successful. And and uh, Maury's innovation, I think, is a part of that. So, was he let go or did he walk away? Like so, uh, uh, D'Antoni walked away, right? He wasn't necessarily fired. Yeah. And then what was the situation with Maury? He was under contract. He said he, he would step down. Yeah, he stepped down. No, he stepped down. Okay. But. I mean, that's out of respect. That's them asking him to leave and giving him a way out. That's not getting canned, right? Right. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Jason. I mean, I don't know. It feels like they're... If you were going to do this for the right reasons, you'd want to like hire a GM first and then do your coaching search, right? So that everybody's on the same page and you can start building this culture. This all just feels like a bunch of knee-jerk reaction and they're pissed off that, you know... Maury pissed off Xi Jinping, which is just like a bunch of garbage to me. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This none of none of the way that this has been handled like suggests that good things are are upcoming for the Houston Rockets. Good luck, guys. Yeah. Do you uh, expect them to start like trading pieces away? Like, I mean, is this is this a thing where you you go to Harden and say, "Hey, look, we'll move you. Um, we got to start who go, over." Who goes to it? The, is the owner making it? They got to hire a GM. First. Yeah, there's, there's no. There's not really anyone to call. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a fairly new owner, if I recall, right? Didn't he just buy in a yes. couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. And so that's yeah, and that's what new owners do, right? Is bring in their own people. Yeah. Yeah, they've been really successful business people, and come in and taken over companies probably and led them in new directions, and that has worked for them in the past. So let's try it again here why not right like i mean typically obviously i'm uh stereotyping there but so apparently they have already hired a gm oh they have Raphael stone well that was fast like a character from a a beach novel (laughs) (laughs) he's uh tan he's got rock hard abs right that's right (laughs) long hair um but he's also got a sweet and sensitive does he enjoy long walks on the beach? He loves long walks oh. on the beach. In the moonlight, preferably. Ooh. So this guy was essentially Maury's top assistant. He was the president of, or executive vice president of basketball operations. So a natural fit to step in. Probably makes sense to just name him immediately. Um So he's not like interim. They like named him. They, get, they said, here, you run the show for a couple of years okay well good for him good for Raphael Stone you know native of Seattle Washington 
He's got a BA in history and poli sci from Williams College and graduated Stanford Law in 97. So he's an idiot. Okay. Yeah, real, real dumb dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, wasn't Maury like a math yeah. geek? Yeah. And this guy's like a history buff. They're like a, a yin and yang situation there, probably. So now this guy's got to hire a numbers guy. Uh, Maury has agreed to stay on in a short-term advisory role, so for now, Maury is the numbers guy. But uh, I'm sure they will mm, get some okay. um, Moneyball guy in there soon. I bet Maury's just got the passwords, and uh, they need to get them from him <laughs> before he goes. <laughs> They've got some password-protected Excel still, document. He's also head of IT. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some locked Excel document that he keeps all his stats in. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't I hear that uh, Billy Bean is uh, available? Didn't he step down? He's, he's bring him in. <laughs> and meanwhile, the coaching search there, it looks like they've zeroed in on John Lucas, Steven Silas, and Jeff Van Gundy as the finalists, according to Mark JBG. Oh, Jeff Van Gundy going in and coaching the small ball boosting Rockets. I love this idea. Well, at first this made sense to me because he has a relationship with Houston, right? Like mm-hmm. he worked there before. For sure. No, he, he coached. And yeah. was very successful. Yao Ming and, and uh, Tracy McGrady. But it's an entirely new ownership and front office, so then that didn't make a ton of sense to me. But sure, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Van Gundys are, tend to be good coaches. Sure. Yeah. Bring back the old band. Let's bring back Yao too. Why not? <laughs> what do you think Yao's up to these days? He just has to do talking head appearances for the uh, Communist Party. I'm assuming he's working in finance <laughs> with David Harrison. With David Harrison. <laughs> with David Harrison. Mm. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> they have a finance firm. Yao and Harrison. Um, but you know what? You know what? What? What strikes me is that uh, Houston's really, um, without a coach, is between a rock and a hard stone. Wait, no, a stone in a hard place. Damn it! Yeah, I you messed that up. It. A stone in <laughs> a hard rock. Cafe. Mm. Word association. Let's keep going. <laughs> Just like doing stream of consciousness now. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, that's not the only change that's been going on out there. Ty Lu, famed Ty Lue. Cleveland Cavaliers coach, is going to be back in the driver's seat. Uh, JC, does this make any sense? Do you think uh, Ty Lue's owned, or earned himself a, a spot? Or did he just uh, hold on tight enough to LeBron's coattails to, uh, to another contract? I think both of those things could be true i mean he's got a ring right as a head coach so that it seems to be worthy of of Mm -hmm. the job right i did this is the completely um uh, non-official joey stat of the week here i saw on reddit that tyron lou has a 1 in 18 coaching record without lebron james Mm. um i have no idea if that's true or not but that just seemed seemed truthy so it must be real. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Tyloo, Ty I feel like, is, is one of those guys that, um, you know, he's not only been a head coach, he's been an assistant coach for a long time. Um, players seem to really respect him, and it seems like he has a handle on, on how to um, coach a team, you know, and, and get along with star players, uh, which is especially important in this situation because... Uh, while the Lakers had no egos, the Clippers have all of the egos. Mm. So, uh, so managing that locker room is is a key thing. And as a former player, I think that um, that's actually a really good type of coach to have in place in that environment um, to at least keep those guys happy. I have no idea if that's going to lead to you know late postseason success. You know, the Clippers have not, as a franchise, have not made the conference finals in their entire existence um so that's a thing that he has to overcome you know uh, the the clippers were very successful uh last season uh, the previous season um and so when they brought on 
uh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George, everybody thought, oh, well, this is a wrap. These guys are title contenders. Um, what I'm hearing now is that basically those two guys had completely different rules. Um, they were treated differently than the rest of the team as stars, and they weren't challenged the same way. They weren't. They, they were sort of given free that made the rest of the team resent them. Um, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I'm hearing through the rumor mill. Um, ideally, you bring in a Tyron Lue so that he just sort of levels that playing field so there's less resentment in the locker room and that everybody follows the same rules. I don't know if that works, but, you know, speculation. So the plan is to bring in a coach to alienate the two best players? That's the plan? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. Like, hey, look, do your job or shut up. Well, I think Tyron Lue is able to, yeah, right, say that in the team meeting and then have a meeting with uh, uh, Kawhi and, and Paul later. and, and Just pre- pretend that you a, follow the same it rules. to them and, like, be like, look, dude, like, come on. Right. <laughs> I mean... You know, he, f- I guess, famously, like, challenged LeBron James in a, you know, in that, that Cavs run and stuff like that. I mean, so. LeBron said he did. <laughs> right, right. Right. I mean, And he, LeBron's know. a They've master got just of that. Like, yeah. I mean, they just got two guys who have shown themselves to not, you know, to very much want the superstar treatment. I mean, I don't know if that story is mm. true either. I mean, right. it seems like the people who were on the team were sort of denying that that was the case. Um, but the, the two guys' history certainly, you know, makes it an easy story to believe. Sure. Uh, I don't know if Tyron Lue is going to be able to fix Paul sure. George, but you know, again, <laughs> good luck, guys. No. <laughs> I love that idea. Oh, man. Fix Paul George. Mm. Maybe, he, maybe he likes a project, you know. Sure. I mean, silver lining to Ron Lou hired Chauncey Billups as a assistant coach, so that means the Pacers aren't going to hire him. Yes. So. That is Hopefully. Fun. Hopefully that's what that means, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried what we were going to do as a pod if Chauncey Billups became coach. Were we just going to shut it down? We'd just be like, we, we just, we're just, <laughs> just protesting. Just an extended strike. That's just, I mean, that's just leaving so much radio gold that's you know, true. out that's there. True. You know, just imagine how, what we would get out of Colson every week. <laughs> All right. I got, uh, next thing is, I do have a stat of the week for you guys. Mm. Oh, a real one. Good. Joey, stat of the week. A real one. Um, so, that fake crap that Jason's throwing on us. Exactly. <laughs> I read on the internet, guys. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, it's mid, uh, you know, mid October here as we record, and um, you know, one of the, you know, the, uh, the um, holiday seasons starting to come upon us here, and the, the next one up here is Halloween. Um, Halloween a lot of times you know involves uh, being in close spaces with with lots of people, and um, you know the masks that you you would wear for those a lot of times uh, may not be the best um, uh, protection. But I'm looking into some stats about uh, projections for for Halloween this year. Uh, it looks like there's not going to be a huge dip in uh, in uh, number of people celebrating it looks like 148 million people in in uh, the united states are still planning on uh participating in some fashion it's down from 172 million last year um i mean i'm gonna celebrate halloween the way that i do every year (laughs) turn off my porch light and go watch a movie (laughs) (laughs) unless colson's in town and then he turns on the light and and he candy. just wants to talk to small children and creep out the neighborhood. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I w- there's probably a lot of modified things. Like our neighborhood is doing, we, we're already coordinating. Um, the the kids are going to walk in a particular way, like mm. clockwise around the, counterclockwise actually around the block. Um, and, uh, you know, you leave your your candy at the end of the the blocks of them actually come up to the door. Yeah. Um, I do that. I'll yeah. leave candy out. Well, except the first yeah. four kids get all the candy and then everybody else has just got an empty bowl. Early bird gets the worm. No, no, no. <laughs> it's right. just well, life lessons true. This right is, there. 
Yeah, teaching kids how life works. <laughs> it's just capitalism. You showed up first, they took it all, now it's there. That's right. Oh, man. But then also, you know, people just, you know, supposedly are supposed to be on their porch or the parents are supposed to be walking with them. I think most of the kids on our block are like five and under so yeah no i remember we would uh we'd go up to the porch and it'd be like you know a big bowl of candy and there'd be a a little you know a little sign that said just take one you know save some for the rest Mm -hmm. of the kids Mm -hmm. and we're like yeah right (laughs) just to put it all in the bag (laughs) it's a bad kid it's messed up man. i know i clearly hold the guilt still today sure you just laughed you laughed in their faces they're yeah. sad little faces. I can see some little kid behind you with the single tear coming out of his eye. So is this, yeah, can they even do like haunted houses? You know, like you I remember oh, yeah. we used to go to haunted houses and people would jump out and you know scream at you and right would not get right in your face. I guess they're wearing a mask, so they're probably COVID compliant. Right. You know? Um. Yeah, but you don't stay six feet apart from the person in front of you. You got to like hold on to their back and stuff. You know, everybody's terrified. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe they just make people go through alone, and this is going to be the scariest Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> that. See, there you go. Sorry, no support team. That is like, the haunted house. That's that's <laughs> the new thing. We should totally do that. I think twenty twenty has just been a haunted house. <laughs> house of mirrors. Mm-hmm. So total spending is going to be down to only $8 billion this year for Halloween. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to hand out candy, right? Because like, it's just a bunch of grubby hands all in that stuff, passing that stuff along, right? So Definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. you got to come up with an apparatus. Like Jill came up with like a <clears> – she <throat> like took a cardboard box and like cut little slits in it and then put like individual candies in the slits. Hmm. And so then we're just going to set that up, and then people can take it's like a Christmas count one. Oh, nice! <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, I was I was exactly, thinking of something yeah. more like a, a shirt cannon, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I was going to say other people have done that, like put a long tube from the porch to the yeah. end, and then like shoot a yeah, thing yeah. in there. Yeah. I like that. Too. That's closer to what I want to do. That's, <laughs> that's getting there. <laughs> Guys, man, might convert power, me yet? Yeah. <laughs> Here, kid, catch. <laughs> Sorry, got you right in the head. You have, uh, Harper, you have a really good leaf blower. You just, you know, <laughs> turn that thing on, just shoot candy. It's high-powered. Oh, that's great. Well, maybe some of this $8 billion is is on uh, high-end power uh, uh, lawn equipment right. for, for for Halloween. For sure. For distribution. Like dump out a dump out a packet of Smarties or something, and it should be like, I catch. <laughs> Blow them at them. Kids come home with welts. <laughs> but they'd be high on sugar so it's alright get you through yeah we're not uh, uh, yeah we're not going to probably celebrate this year some some years you know we like to hand out candy and there's more there's more young young people in our neighborhood now uh, but uh, gone are the days where you get to hug hug, hug every kid you know Right, what kind of Halloween were, were you having? Were those the days? Oh, I thought that, I thought that's what you were do, you you doing it for Harper. Oh no, I was just I just I would comment on every kid's costume and tell them how great okay. they looked and hand them some candy while he was in the other room watching a movie. I was. Okay. <laughs> did you dress up to do? I that? did, of course, and I and I even okay. like decorated his front door and stuff. And like every time the doorbell rang, I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> I love Halloween, man. That needed video. <laughs> Yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> love Halloween. Um, I might just, uh, you know, dress up in a costume and and sit in my house alone. Should we get on Zoom or something so it makes it a little bit less weird? <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be weird no matter what. <laughs> oh man! I just have the visuals of you sitting on the couch and just random. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are you envisioning, Lion? All right, I like that. Like flipping the channels. I, don't know. I was thinking, with the makeup was thinking, too. Like I've gone the full extent. No, no, no. I yeah. was, but I was thinking, like, uh, did I see you in a Dorothy costume? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, that. yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking, mm-hmm. and also a hundred percent, I was thinking it was like uh, poor lighting for sure. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> 
Because you don't want to do that well lit. You know? Right. Like the only light is from the TV. <laughs> right. Sit yeah. in the dark yeah. alone in my dress. <laughs> and pigtails. Mm. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> this either got really sad or really sexy. I'm not sure what. <laughs> nope, it was sad. <laughs> Oh man, I think uh, I think that's our cue. Yeah, should, uh, fair. Sweet. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna get running then. Um, until next show, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com/slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message, or you can send us an email. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. For our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sick Leonard. Turn out the lights. The party is over. According to Basketball Reference, Tyron Lou's nickname is Lou Hefner. Oh. I'm very concerned by that. Oh. Very concerned. Goodness. Yeah. Intriguing. Was Tyron Lue, was it, he was, like, hanging out with uh, Matt Barnes's wife or something like that? No, yeah, no, that no, it was? Was, that wasn't Tyron Lue. It was, that uh, wasn't. Oh, okay. No, it was uh, uh, Derek Fisher. You're getting that's your right. uh, Lakers Fisher. point okay, guards yeah, okay, okay. confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's yeah. fair. That's fair that they're in the same yeah, category yeah. in my brain. <laughs> and they were both head coaches. That's right. right. And I'm assuming. All right, Tyra. All right, Lou Hefner, you're <laughs> off the hook for now. for now. I I can just see this going sideways with Paul George already, though. Well, he doesn't want competition. Well, I mean, but as far as we know, he slept with everybody's wife on our team. That was the problem, right? So now, he and Lou. At least Roy Hibbert. Right. Yeah. I mean, now he's just got, like, a sweet wingman? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so not direct competition. They're sort of helping each other out. I mean, is a big place, man. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm so happy I'm not a Clippers fan. Yeah. Yep, that's on my uh, list of things to be thankful for in 2020. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's a short list, but I'll take it. <laughs>